welcome to the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Patlin, health and wellness coach, best-selling author, and motivational speaker. I use my past experiences of overcoming a life of mental, physical, sexual, and substance abuse to inspire and empower you with knowledge in 30 minutes or less. I am on a godly mission to lead others to discover their unique path to healing and happiness. Greetings, everybody. Our special guest today is Danielle Parker. She is a profitability strategist, strategist, my apologies, uh, for seven-figure female med spa owners who are fed up with experiencing entrepreneurial poverty and are ready to create permanent profitability so that they can restore the financial health of their business and create the foundational engine of a legacy that will outlast them. Let's welcome Danielle. Hello, Tiffany. It's so good to be here. Yes, it is. I I love what you do. And I know you and I have met before and you are such a joy to chat with. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you here today and to just dig in a little deeper as to what you do and how you help other people. Well, thank you. Yes, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, Tiffany. And I know it will be a great conversation as always. Yes, I, I, I love it. Um, so I want to just get right into it and just ask you, so what motivated you to choose this line of work? Yeah, so it's a funny story. Somebody just asked me this yesterday and, you know, so many, like so many people today, they go into like graduate from high school and go into you know, kind of the rest of their life. They're like, what do I want to do? And most people don't know. Right. I am one of those unicorns that totally knew from the first day I took my accounting class in high school. I'm like, this is for me. I'm a nerd. So I totally admit it. And I love numbers. <laughs> so that is kind of where it all started is right in high school. And I knew my path and I went for it and I have not ever looked back. And I, I do. I love numbers. And that's just the way my brain thinks. And so it works for me. Wow. That's awesome. You're right. Cause there's a lot of people, they just, they just don't know. And they dabble into all these things. I mean, wow. Even me back when I think I wanted to be a, a school teacher and I guess I sort of am doing that cause I homeschool my kids. And then, there and, you go. Huh? That's funny. And you teach every day though. Right. So maybe <laughs> it's just not a classroom of kids, but yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny how that works out. Oh, yeah. That's very interesting. Um, would you say that that kind of helped streamline your life, your career path, because you already knew at such a young age? I would say absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was one that once I make a decision, I just go full force forward. And so it never was a struggle for me to figure out where I was going. Like I am a planner as well. So I like I had planned it out. I had it all mapped out. Now, there's a whole nother story around life never works out how you map it out. Right. But it does help to have a path forward for sure. Yes. I would totally agree with that. And uh, you're kind of leading me into my next question <laughs> about that, about knowing like your, your path. And 
And I feel like um, our mental health has a lot to do with that. So when it comes to entrepreneurial poverty, um, what would you say or how do you feel or how do you see that that's linked to our mental health? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We could spend the entire day talking about this. <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same way, but you know, it has a huge impact. I think not only on our mental health, like our success, how we show up, how we view ourselves, because if we're not succeeding in what we said we wanted to do, there, there is just a whole mental cloud that puts us in a bad place where we can't show up our fullest. We can't deliver services or products to our clients in a way that serves them at a high level. And we can't, you know, we really lose kind of a lot of that self-confidence and self-love for ourselves because we start doubting ourselves more. And just, it just is kind of like that roller coaster ride, right? And the spiral downward. It's like it just gets worse if we dwell in that space instead of breaking through, seeing the problems and moving forward and fixing, kind of moving to move forward. So that's why I, I was giving um, a thought the other day that I think really hits home. It was more of a spiritual message, but I think it totally applies here where, you know, if we're trying to heal, if we're trying to fix something, we have to recognize that something has to change, right? And we have to be willing to learn and be willing to change so that then we can heal and fix whatever it is. So I think there's definitely a tie in there that we can't move forward unless we fix what's keeping us stuck where we are today. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. <clears throat> and I know it's really a struggle uh, when people are, you know, I feel like there's different levels, you know, um, and the people that I feel that are really low, I find that some people, it's really hard for them to even see that change is even possible. They can't even see that a path, not even a first step to a path. And so I feel like that's, that's really important to help people. Do you find um, with your clients that your people struggle with any of what you just described when it comes to, um, you know, our mental health? Um, I don't see it a lot with my clientele, but I mean, I see it everywhere around me. Right. I mean, it's, I think the most, uh, the majority I've seen, I heard a staggering statistic the other day that really opened my eyes um, to kind of the state of the world. And it had to do with my generation. I'm a generation X. So that transition, you know, generation from the baby boomers into the, all the high tech. And they had said that, um, the eight, the, the children that grew up in the eighties, their mental health is equivalent to the, the people that were institutionalized in the fifties. Wow. And I can't even imagine the new generation with, the, you know, the way society is with technology, what that statistic would be for them. So it run, is runs ran, running rampant in our society today. And I think, just really being able to get to a good place where you can take care of yourself, do the self-care, do the self-reflection to really understand where you are mentally and emotionally so that then, yes, because that's the only way you can really show up because until then you're only thinking about yourself, right? Like your world is not really bigger than you. And then once you can heal that, 
your world expands so much that then you can go out and really show up and help others mm-hmm. just as you have Tiffany. Yes. Thank you. Um, yes. I feel like when we learn something or we achieve something, it's almost like a human responsibility to just share, you know, what you've learned with the world to see how you can just, you know, inspire, motivate, help, you know, other people. And I feel like that's what we're both doing. And I love that. Um, I feel I'm resonating with this piece about entrepreneurial poverty and mental health because, you know, I have a backstory and I'm an entrepreneur and, you know, I was homeless. So I had that poverty mindset and it's something that I've been working through um, even to this day. You know, we're no we're never done healing. You know, there's always something new to learn. And um, I've actually been dealing with that myself. And I've realized that things that we don't realize from our past can actually, like just what you were saying in the beginning, it affects our business. It affects how we show up. It affects how we think. It affects how we speak to our clients. And they talk a lot about how people can feel your energy, your vibe, you know, so there's all of this stuff that um, that's in alignment and goes with it, mental health and your entrepreneurial poverty. So I feel like people out there who have businesses and they're trying and maybe they're just not getting their foot off the ground. There could be something there you know, some sort of hidden trauma that, you know, you're unaware of. And, and don't put yourself up over that, I say, because um, you can't fix something unless you know it exists. <laughs> right. No, you know, that thought brought up a thought for me, Tiffany, that, you know, a lot of people is there um, being a business owner in the entrepreneurial world, they're working and they're like, you know, in the grind. And so I think a lot of it kind of ties back to, when you're experiencing entrepreneurial poverty, you think you just have to work through it, right? Just work, 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 more work. And they lose sight of that balance in life and the fulfillment of having a balanced and integrated life. And I think, yeah, you lose really that wellness of just being able to have a full life and you focus too much on what am I doing wrong? instead of finding the solutions and broadening your mind to open up to what could come to you. I love that. Open your mind, open, be Mm -hmm. open to allow things to come to you. I love that. (laughs) Um, I would love to hear um, one of your favorite uh, client transformations. I'm sure you have more than one, but I would just love to share with the audience that way they can get an idea of what it's like to work with you and what that outcome is. Oh, thank you. Yes. No. So one that comes to my mind, um, I'd started working with a new restaurant owner a while ago and it was new to the U S new to entrepreneurship and totally did not understand business. But what we were able to do is really set up um, a profit first strategy for him from a cash flow perspective. And he works in a seasonal um, resort area. So just being able to have the cash flow to kind of level out for the year was critical for him. And he just finished his um, slow season. And although it was a little bit of a struggle for him, he 
was able to weather kind of those slow months where he didn't have any income coming in because we were able to set up the cash flow management system that he was able to during the the busy months really store and put away and be strategic with what he was doing with his money and at the same time even though he didn't have income coming in he still was able to take a profit distribution so that to me is where it just gets so exciting um, from my nerdy mind is that we can help business owners truly see the joy in their business and be rewarded, not just from a salary perspective, but also from a profit distribution where they can really enjoy life. Wow. I love that. That's, that's very, very inspiring. You know, it's like, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) what do I get to do? You know, I just did, I just did uh, my partner and I's profit distributions last night, actually. It's like, Hmm, what am I going to (laughs) do? Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That's that's very, very inspiring. So for those that are out there listening and they're super inspired with this, what would you say would be some good actionable steps that they could take to end this entrepreneurial poverty that they might find themselves in? Like they're just drowning in it. Like what are what are those steps? Thank you. Yeah. So I would we always say the step number one, of course, is to know and understand your numbers, understand what's driving your profitability, understand, you know, how you're accumulating money in your business, how you're spending money in your business, where are the profit leaks in your business? And then from there, you can make a plan on what you want your profitability to look like in your business. And we have some great tools to do that. But coming out of that, like the best thing you can do is to set up one separate business account for your profit. And with every deposit that you bring into the business, just start small and take 1% of that and move it to that separate bank account. And that will be small, but over time, it'll start to accumulate. And as you understand the process and the system, you can increase that percentage. And then you can start to be able to receive those quarterly distributions and be able to plan exciting things. That's a, that's a really good tip to just put away even 1%. You just start small. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I feel like a lot of people out there are, especially like with social media and just like with everything in general, we just want things now. We want it fast. We want right. it right now. Where's the billions? I want it now. And, uh, you know, from what I'm getting from you, it's like, we can get there. It's not that we're not going to get there. It's just that we got to take those small little steps. And I think that that 1%, like you said, is that, first step well where the first step is knowing your cash flow how you spend money why do you think because I, I feel like that's an issue i feel like there's a lot of um our younger generations that don't really understand money management and how to manage their money and like you said cash flow knowing and setting up those bank accounts why do you think that is oh i you know i guess that would solve all the world's problems right if i knew why that was it but i totally agree <laughs> with you because i was actually going to go there the duty is like most people just don't know how to manage their cash or even what they have like and i think a lot of it is is because we're in this society that we are that instant gratification i want it now give me what i want you know it's like just all this stuff is just bombarded and we're overwhelmed with all the ways we can spend our money. Right. And there's Mm -hmm. not a lot enough education out there on how to manage the incoming money. I know growing up, I lived in a single mom house where there was no money. And so I grew up knowing that 
Well, when you have your money, you know, you pay your bills and you don't spend it on anything else. And so when I got money, I had no idea what to do with it. Like when I started earning my own money, I'm like, I don't want to do with this beyond, you know, pay my necessities. And so I just don't think there's enough education out there to really give us the tools to be able to set that up. And I know that's one thing I've really strived with my kids is they're, you know, starting to adult or starting to get their first job is like, okay, let's sit down and let's look at, you know, how much money is coming in and let's divvy it out. Let's create a budget for you and a plan with what you're going to do with your money. And it's really fun to watch them really learn those skills and see them excel and be able to do things I never got to do at their age. I resonate with that big time. Um, how old are your kids? Um, my oldest is 21. I have a 19-year-old who's just moving out. And I have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. And the 16-year-old just started his first job here in the last few months. That's so cool. Congrats to him. Yeah. Um, my, I have a 15-year-old son. And so it's resonating with everything that you were saying because I didn't have, you know, I didn't get an allowance. I didn't learn about budgeting and money. Um, I had to self-teach myself all that kind of stuff. Um, but with my son, I want him to have, you know, this structure. And um, I forget what they call it, but I believe it's 10% tithing, you know, that goes to God. Uh, ten, I believe it's 10% savings. And then there's like another percentage. But I told him, I was like, you can alter this to work for you. So 10% mm-hmm. tithing, 10% savings, or you want 20% savings? I'm like, what's important to you? How much do you want to save? You can put whatever percentage you want. Uh, but then I told him because he's looking into starting uh, working in our community, you know, um, as a community helper to help mow people's lawns, you know, maybe they need their porch, you know, uh, pressure washed, you know, different things like mm-hmm. that. So I told him, I said, you know, you can also choose to uh, budget and put a percentage towards um Back, going back into the company. So maybe you can purchase your own trailer, your own uh, weed wagger, your own, you know, whatever it is that you need. So I'm teaching him that. Um, and I, I feel just like you, like I'm so grateful that I understand what I do up until this point. And I can actually teach my child at a younger age to grow up, to have, what is it that you were talking about? Or that it was in your um, description, your introduction about a legacy. We're not just mm-hmm. doing it for the moment. It's like we're creating a legacy for future generations. And that I feel like is what makes you and what you do so incredibly amazing and important because it's not just for the here and now, you're helping set people up for here and now, but also for the future. So it's going to have positive generational impacts for their children and their children's children for years to come. And it's just, that's incredible. Who wouldn't want that? Right. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? I think everyone wants that. And we want everybody to have that. Um, You know, Tiffany, I thought of something that I know you work with a lot of the younger generations. So I thought something that would be helpful as you're talking about your son. Um, And I agree, it's totally adaptable to the individual. There is no like one size fits all. And one of the easiest things I did with my son, I think a lot of people could use this, is that I set up a Google sheet with him that we share and I said, okay, here's your paycheck, every paycheck. And we just kind of map it out so he can enter in his paycheck each time. And then he can manage his 10% in tithing. And he actually opted. I gave him like when we first started, I gave him options on how much he wanted to save from 20% to 40% of his income. And he, I was actually shocked and well-pleased as a mother that he chose 40% to actually Aww. save. So 
and he gets to manage that and I just get to kind of watch it and help him be able to manage it and make sure he's kind of on track before he gets his own checking account and it is so fun to see that but when you give them ownership of it I think they really take it and run with it and gives them like you said gives them life skills that will last them forever and really set them up to succeed in a society that doesn't really give them the tools to do that. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to do that with my son. Um, I love that idea so much, man. If this is just a glimpse into how you help people, you know, with their, you know, strategically, I mean, it's going to be incredible. People are going to be so amazed to work with you. Um, so if you guys are out there and you know, you're watching this and you're intrigued by all means, reach out to Danielle. Do you have, um, what kind of programs are you currently offering right now for your clients out there when it comes to, you know, ending this uh, entrepreneurial poverty? Yeah. So we have a few things that we, the way, ways we work with clients, we have like our, our signature packages where we come in and we act as your accounting staff. And we usually work with seven to eight figure um, businesses in that model. Um, so we just act as your CFO and your accounting staff and do all things, manage the full, full accounting needs of the business. We also have some lower level tiers where we're helping you kind of with your current bookkeeping staff to make sure that things are, sorry about that, um, make sure that things are done correctly in the books. And then we also offer some standalones where we help people set up a profit first system. And you can do that the world where we manage it and make sure it's happening and strategically reaching your goals or where we help coach you to do that. And um, we also offer dashboards because in the med spa space, only 10% of med spa owners actually track their metrics, which is staggering to me. Wow. So we offer a deck, a dashboard where people really can see on a daily basis how their business is doing and what they really need to focus on to drive their profitability in their business. Um, we also offer a VIP day where we can go in and just dive into your current state. You know, how are you spending money? How are you bringing money in? Where's your profit leaks in your business? And um, we design the owner's compensation in a way that meets the owner's lifestyle and make goals to get there. So those are some of the ways um, that we work with clients. Most of our um, services are one-on-one. -on -one basis at this point. Oh, that's wonderful. Because I know some people like the group thing, but if there's something to be said about that one-on-one -on -one, to just have you all to themselves so they can, you know, talk to you and get this um, strategy going. And uh, it sounds like, like what we were talking about before with our, with our teens, it almost sounds like you even have people covered who might be older, who for whatever reason, no, no shame or anything, but people who may not have still learned at a later age to budget their money. It sounds like you still have that covered. You still teach still them have that. that covered. Yes. Yeah. In you fact, still the best way to like start, if you're not sure what you need is to really start with a VIP day. Let us just dive in. We spend three hours and we really dive into your business and map roadmap out going forward where you can really make the biggest impact on your profitability. And that's a great place to start because it's not an ongoing need, but it's a way to start because that's the first step, right? Yeah. I feel like after that, they will have clarity. It's like clarity, clear direction. And I feel like that's what prevents us from moving forward is like, we're just like, it's like a tornado and all these things are just going around. And you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. At least that's how I feel. Yes. I like to say it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall, right? Just see how it lands and where it goes. Yes. And our time is so precious, you know? So 
it sounds like um, devoting this VIP day, you know, these three hours, well, you'll just come out full of clarity with a plan and you'll feel more confident. Um, that's something else I was going to mention when we were talking about our teenagers and having that budgeting uh, Google sheet is that it also, I feel, builds confidence. They're more confident now. And, you know, whether it's a teen or whether you're an adult, whomever, whomever learns this and understands this and grasps this, you know, you end up being more confident, I feel, with with spending money, with using your money, with saving money, with all the things, because, you know, confidence comes with knowledge. Like when you understand and you know things, you're like, oh, oh, you know, you, you better comprehend it and you can make better decisions, I feel. Um, Absolutely. Right. Yes. yes. And, and that. There's a lot to be said for that confidence, right? Because it, it, it permeates into every aspect of your life. Yes, it really does. <laughs> it, it, it goes back to that mental health piece. It mm -hmm. really does affect how you speak, how you show up, how you think. It really, really does. Everything is so interconnected. I mean, we're not on the topic of physical health and what we eat, but that too actually does affect business. You know, it's, yeah. it's all interconnected. It really, really is. Um, really that's, why, that's why I focus on that health and wellness. Cause it's like, if you don't have your health, you can't enjoy your wealth without your health. <laughs> so true. So true. So that's really good to conquer that. I, I really love that. Um, so as we come to the end of our show, is there like a special, I don't know, quote or affirmation or something that you go by that helps you every day that just drives you that would inspire our listeners today? Yes. Oh, I love that. And you know, I hopefully I'll get this right. I mean, I have the essence of it in my head, but I may not get it exactly right. But really, I live by the motto of, you know, no matter what, get up, show up. And you know, there's more to it. But it's basically get up and show up, dress up, be there. And, and just do the best you can, because you're not going to get it perfect every day. But if you try over time, things get great. Yeah. Are you, I have to ask. So you said, um, get dressed up and show up. I've heard people say that, like, if you want to become a professional business person, you know, that's successful, dress the part. Cause mm, they, yeah. is that kind of like anything that you were referring to just now in that affirmation? Well, I mean, that's part of it. Right. But no, I mean, okay. So I'm going to look over here because I actually have that quote right here. <laughs> so it says, yeah, no matter how you feel, get up, dress up, show up and never give up. Mm. So it's really that idea. Just keep moving forward. That persistence mm. and persistence will win every day. I love that persistence. And, and, you know, that's the other thing too, is that I feel like some people, I, I think it's that it goes back to the instant gratification. You might not realize that your, your progress, because it might seem so small to you, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, perspective, how we look at things. Right. But even if you feel like there's a step that you're taking and it's so small, that's still progress and it deserves to be celebrated. Celebrate yourself, even those small wins, right? Yes, absolutely. It's so important. I, you know, I'm probably the worst at celebrating myself, but I love to celebrate others. So it's true. We don't recognize it in this, ourselves and we recognize it in others, but truly it makes a difference over time. So celebrate every little, every little movement you move forward it all comes together in the end yeah and having that attitude of gratitude just brings more of that into your life you know it's beautiful yes. <laughs> so, it. thank you so much danielle everybody be sure to follow danielle all her social media links are in the description box and be sure to schedule this vip day with her i mean it sounds incredible 
Um, and thank you so much, Danielle, for being here. I truly appreciate it. It's always a joy to speak with you. You as well. Thank you for inviting me, Tiffany. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We'll be in touch. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Thank you to everybody listening and watching today's episode, whether that was live or on replay. And please feel free to comment with what resonated with you. And as always, I greatly appreciate all of your reviews. You can help me reach my 2022 goal to spread the word of healing by inviting your friends and family to like and follow on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube. You will notice that my YouTube channel is currently being revamped because there's a lot of great things that I learned about YouTube. So I'm currently in the process of revamping that. But all of the um, podcast episodes are still continuing um, audioly. You can listen on the top 10 distribution channels. And I do not have a quote for you today except for the one that I already said. You cannot enjoy your wealth without your health. <laughs> I'm Tiffany Patlin signing off until the next episode. And just remember, your voice matters. Bye now.